Good morning, Trinity, and welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Tripp. I'm the pastor on the north side. And today I would love for us to reflect on our New Testament reading from Romans chapter 12, one of the most beautiful and well-known passages in this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And I want to just read the first two verses, and then I'll pray and invite us to reflect for a few minutes on this reading. So if you have a Bible, follow along with me, Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, this is our prayer this morning, that in these remarkable times, these chaotic and disorienting days in which we find ourselves, that you would lead us, you would teach us, that you would give us the gift of discernment, that we may know what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect, and that as a result, our lives would be lived as a living sacrifice, that they would be offered to you as a gift, as a form of worship that is infused and filled with the very life of your spirit. We pray this today. I pray that over everyone listening to these words today. May that be true, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, there's quite a lot in those two verses we could reflect on. What I want to do is talk for just a minute about one phrase in there that stands out to me. That stands out to me every time I read this. And maybe different parts stand out to you for different reasons. I've been in churches at times where the idea of renewing our minds and the emphasis on uh, study and education is really significant. And there's something beautiful about that. This idea of do not be conformed to this world. Um, many interpretations and ways of understanding that, um, some more helpful than others, but a really significant idea to say, how do we live life in the kingdom as citizens of the kingdom shaped into defined by that way of life, not by the surrounding kingdoms of our world. Um, but there's one phrase I want us to sit with for just a few minutes, and it's that phrase, spiritual worship. Paul says to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual worship. Now, if I'm being honest, if I'm honest with you, when I hear the phrase spiritual worship, at least for most of my Christian life, when I heard that phrase, it always and exclusively was an interior disembodied reality. Spiritual worship meant what is the state of my heart? What is the state of my mind? The worship of the Lord and the way that he loved to be worshipped, I assumed, really had very little to do with my body. The body was really just a source of all forms of temptation or evil. Um, but instead, what he loved was those unseen intentions, that unseen world of the soul. And, of course, don't hear what I'm not saying. The motives and desires of our hearts are profoundly important, and they are significant to our spiritual lives. But here's the thing. And if you've been around Trinity for some amount of time, uh, people like Bishop N.T. Wright have been incredibly helpful in speaking to this and helping us realize this. We have to see those interior motives and desires are in no way unconnected 
to the actual lives that you and I lead, the ways in which we journey through this physical world. And it's really interesting. As I look at that now, it, it does, it shocks me to realize that I could cling to one part of this verse and miss what comes before it. Really, in so doing, miss the entire point. Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. Here's the thing. Spiritual is not the opposite of physical. Spiritual worship is deeply and inseparably linked to the physical creation. It's a way of living within the created world. And that way of living is infused by, animated by the living presence of God who is in our midst. I think it's a realization that creation, it's not an end in and of itself, but it is meant by design to point us to God. Creation points beyond itself. It helps us see that life is meant to be received as a gift and offered back to God in thanksgiving and praise. Now, as we continue to think on this, there's another angle to this, another layer we can add to it, because in our wider culture, the world around us, which Paul says to not be conformed to, our culture does not struggle to appreciate the created world. Think about that for a minute. I think in many ways, our world is obsessed with creatureliness. We indulge our desires and our senses in food and drink. We spend countless amounts of money pampering and conditioning our bodies. In many ways, we worship the body. We long for physical intimacy and connection at every turn. And while this isn't that disembodied spiritual Gnosticism that I referenced a few minutes ago, in some ways I'm afraid we have simply swung the pendulum to the other extreme. Paul says we need a transformation. We need a completely new way of looking at the physical world and the spiritual and how those two things relate to one another. You and I have to learn the will of God in this area. And it's my prayer that by the Spirit's power, we as a people would learn to walk in the way of wisdom. As we've already said, Paul tells us, do not be conformed to this world. And I think in light of what we've already discussed, I wonder if one of the primary applications of that phrase is this simple truth. Your body is not primarily a means of feeling pleasure or fulfilling your desires, but your body, your creatureliness is a God-given way for you to love others just as he has loved you and a way for you to encounter the living God. That's the transformation you and I have to pursue. And I believe this transformation begins when we choose to sacrifice our personal desires and our creature comforts for the good of others. When we give away our time, our talent, and our treasures to those in need, we begin to learn what is actually good, what is actually pleasing to God, what it means to offer our bodies, our actual physical lives in worship, as spiritual worship, as a living sacrifice. And so, 
when we see the way our physical actions are actually able to bless others, the way in which they can bring change and renewal in the world, I think if we can begin to grow there, take steps in that direction, we as individuals and as a community will begin to offer worship that in the truest sense of the word is spiritual. May God bless you today. May he give us the strength and the courage to offer true spiritual worship this day. Amen.